Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. And today we're watching Minute 107, which opens with a reminder that this is based off of a Marvel comic and ending a minute later with the co-producer's credits. I have titled this minute, Kaleidoscope Spider People, because I, I don't know how else to describe that visual. <laughs> I, I think that's exactly the visual they were going for. Right? Okay, good. <laughs> then I got it. <laughs> yes, it's definitely a big kaleidoscope feel. It's really uh, which, cool, but it's kind of yes, trippy. <laughs> I love it. There's a lot of, like, I mean, that happens at the very end of the minute. So let's, um, let's work our way there. The, the first thing we get that I, I really like is the jumping from character to character through the oh. like I, I guess it's the like it feels like the multiverse kind of but it looks a lot more just like cracked glass trippier <laughs> <laughs> yeah the one thing i wish they would do um and it doesn't like entirely work with the way this end credit scene was but mm-hmm. i wish that movies and like shows as they're doing the credits when the character's name comes up or the the actor's name come up mm-hmm. comes up i wish the character that they portrayed would show on screen as well i think they kind of started with it where like it just and it might have just timed out that way where like miles came running in and there's all the giant shoes around him and then his voice actor popped up and then didn't really follow with the rest but there's also like you know they they're only showing the six spider people in this one, and so yeah. like when when Kingpin and Aunt May and um, MJ like all the you know side characters yeah. come up, then it makes sense that like they don't appear in this bit. But it would be nice if they still did. I agree there. <laughs> one of my favorite bits that they did in this is whether they intended to reference the meme or not. I appreciated it. At uh, 28 seconds, we see the Spider-Man sitting behind the desk meme. Oh yeah, that is definitely a reference to that. <laughs> they they made a point of, the, or they pointed that out during the animator's commentary. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. One of the guys was kind of like, I, I'm not sh- like, I know this is a reference, but I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and what I think I loved most about it is how it was just the meme of just the singular Spider-Man behind the desk and the picture of Spider-Man behind him. And then you go through the pictures and then there's just thousands of Spider-Man behind <laughs> the desk. I'm like, this almost feels like a metaphor for memeage. I also love the, like, company dance party they did if they're like... Oh, uh, definitely. Well, it's either a dance party or it's a riot. Could be both. both. I think it's a bit <laughs> of both, to be honest. Yeah, because they did cause quite a bit of damage that they and then we get Noir's uh, presenting his uh, <laughs> the Rubik's Cube <laughs> at the World's Fair, which is just uh, perfect. That might be my favorite scene in the entire of the end, entirety of the end credits. I have a favorite transition, but this might be my favorite scene in the entirety of the of the end credits, just because I love it so much. I also like that to think that. In in this universe, like the colors are actually like the symbiote, because like in ours the symbiote's just like black and and drab, um, like venom symbiote. But it would be cool if in this one, like the symbiote latched onto the colors and then it turned him evil. The, oh, 
I love that. <laughs> and so, like, just the evil symbiote was dressed up all in bright colors and everything. I love that idea. But, like, he still keeps the aesthetic, so he still has, like, the hat and the coat. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just colorful now. It's just very colorful. I love that idea. And then referencing back to the Spider-Man dance party, we get another sort of dance party. Not really. It's a dance concert. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I personally love this because every time I see it, I always end up checking to see if, like, how their positions and their body positions are. The the uh, the Gwen dancing ballet scene, pretty accurate. <laughs> I also like how it, it feels um, a little militaristic because all of the... Um, <laughs> All of the Gwens in the crowd are just standing there with like their hands on their hips or something, and mm, it, it almost <laughs> looks like they're just kind of like standing at attention, watching the, like you know the, the dance recital. <laughs> You're right. I never thought of that. I love that. Then we transition after the militaristic Gwens. Then we transition into the less militaristic and more goofball uh, Miles spray painting. Yeah. Do you think this is them? modifying the original art that he did in the subway because and they're like maybe taking away or like covering up the no part of the expectations and they'll try to like somehow get it so that it they can uh incorporate the great in there or do you think this is them actually putting it up i think this is them actually putting it up or like maybe touching it up i don't think they're altering it yeah because miles seems like one of those artists that's like that's how i was feeling in the time i'm not gonna change it I, I thought it was, like, I'm kind of, it, it turns a bit more into, like, I guess this is me, like, back-thinking it, but it feels mm -hmm. more like these are evil iterations of a lot of the Spider-People, or at least, like, not evil, but more trickstery, because there's mm -hmm. just a lot of goofballness happening and, like, um, not terrorizing each other, but uh, pulling pranks and just being a, a nuisance to each other, and I feel like these are nuisance versions of miles uh coming in and covering up his art maybe i see what you mean that could be it too yeah i like i like to think it's just them going up and adding it into this goofball world because you know graffiti's kind of already goofy-ish not goofy but like yeah. sort of that trickstery sort of like we're gonna spray paint and hope we don't get caught type thing yeah and then <laughs> Then then we go into full absurdity. Well, not full absurdity, but at least the most absurd thing we've seen so far. A whack a spider person. Yes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I kind of want this game. You know what it reminds me of? No, it's okay. You know what it reminds me of? What? Do you remember the live action Scooby-Doo movies? Yes. I think it's the second one where Scooby and Shaggy go into a like rundown like dive bar but it is yeah. filled with all of the unmasked uh monsters that they have dealt with in the past i don't remember this part in it they had a whack-a-mole type thing but instead you were whacking one of the scooby-doo gang one of the mystery gang yeah it does give off that vibe if anyone else knows what I'm talking about, please let me know so I'm not crazy, and let me know which movie it's from. I think it's from the second live-action movie. I did like during the the whacking part of this this scene, some of the whacks line up with the music. Yeah. But it's only like the first two or three, and then it gets out of sync, and I get sad. That hurts me as a musician. I'm like, oh. Yes. <laughs> you were on such a good thing. It would have been great if all of them would have lined up. Yeah. That might have been a little hard to do, though. Do you have anything else for this minute? 
No, that's everything I have for this minute. That is all I have for this minute as well. (laughs) Thank you all for listening, and we will catch you on Friday with Minute 108. Until next time, thanks for listening. Bye.